Welcome to the Emotional Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Erin Martin, and I'm a holistic health and life coach. I teach you how to master your emotions so you can feel in control of your choices and build better habits, mind, body, and spirit. Follow along and you will discover how to increase emotional flexibility and resilience through simple lifestyle changes and mindset hacks. Here we go. Episode 26, Make Normalizing the New Norm. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast with myself, your emotions coach, Erin. Today, I want to talk to you about a self-coaching tool. And I just spoke about this with a client and it's one that I have been using a lot lately and I'm going to give you some examples as to why. And I just absolutely love it. Um, It's so simple. I've talked about this in the past that because emotions feel complex often, we think that the tools to manage them also need to be complex. And sometimes it's like the simplest uh, practices that I have. They're, they're easily accessible when you're in the moment of something intense. So they're they're easy to go to because they're so simple. And that is one of the reasons that I love what we're going to talk about today, which is normalizing. But before I get into that, I just realized I just kind of like dove face first into the shallow end of the pool. Um, Let's just talk about what's going on around here in Toronto. The weather is crazy beautiful. It has been like gorgeous all week. Yesterday it was 29 or 30 degrees. And this is like April the 13th today. So that's very unusual, but I absolutely love it. I'm an Aries and I just love my fire. So I just cannot get enough of the heat and the sun. And actually what something I found really interesting um, with coaching is being inside more because I'm like in front of the computer. Summers, the last couple summers that I was coaching actually brought up a ton of anxiety and guilt for me because I always felt like I should be outside. Like I had this running story in my head that I should be outside. And if I wasn't outside, then I was wasting the summer and I needed to feel guilty about that. And that actually made my coaching like way more difficult to sit at my desk when I didn't have clients, of course, but just to sit and do the marketing and do the paperwork and and whatnot. So this year I am back to doing part-time personal chefing and part-time coaching. So I am getting out of the house more. So I'm hoping (laughs) this summer I won't be contending with that guilt and anxiety and all of the stories my brain is telling me, but I don't know if anybody listening feels a similar vibe with that in the summer that, you know, you just, unless you're like soaking it all in, then I just have this like nagging feeling. And I think maybe I would be good to live outside, like just in general. I think that would be part of my dream life in the summer is just to be able to be outside all the time. But anyway, just so you know, emotions come up for an emotions coach. I struggle with my own emotions and I use self-coaching tools to manage them. So in that example, it is normal 
for me to feel guilty from being inside in the summer because I am used to telling myself stories to make me feel guilty. So that would be me normalizing how I feel because otherwise what your brain likes to do is take the guilt and make it mean a bunch of things like you're not appreciating the summer, you know, you're not making good time of what you have inside, like you're not using it to the most of your advantage. It's because you don't have good time management skills. Like it takes the guilt I feel, and then it turns it into this like big thing in my brain instead of just feeling guilty and then telling myself it's normal to feel guilty because I love to narrate the details of my life in a way that makes me feel guilty. So normalizing basically, let's just talk about what that is. Normalizing is a way to combat or the antidote to self-judgment, essentially. What happens is when we have an emotion that is uncomfortable, we typically go to resistance, which then takes the form of self-judgment or, you know, we'll look at our reaction to something and we'll judge that or the way that we're feeling about something and we'll turn up you know, with a big story about why we're feeling the way that we're feeling or why we're behaving how we are. And if it is judging or criticizing or, you know, making it our fault or us to blame in some way, then normalizing your experience is a way to really help to cut down on all of those extra uncomfortable feelings that we are kind of essentially adding of our own accord. Like there's the initial feeling that you feel, and then there's all these extra layers of suffering that we add by making it mean a bunch of stuff. And typically, if we feel bad, in air quotes, our brain makes it mean that something has gone wrong. This also, one of the top, like, I don't know, reminders to keep in your pocket is that just because I feel bad does not mean that something is bad in my life. Doesn't mean something has gone wrong. And this can come up a lot in, let's say a good example is like in relationships. Let's say you're somebody who has been, um, had their trust broken in the past by their partner. Let's say you were cheated on or something like that. And then in your current relationship, you have some anxieties around trust and commitment because you've been hurt in the past. And so then you feel these anxieties and you're like, well, what does that mean? And you start thinking, well, maybe it means that they're, they don't love me. And maybe it's because I'm not showing up as well as I could as a partner. And, you know, maybe I should be doing this and maybe oh, it's because they're, they're out at night and they're seeing somebody else. Like your brain just takes the anxiety and like turns it into trying to validate and understand it and rationalize it. Right? Like it's a way for us to try to find a sense of control in emotions that feel overwhelming or out of our control. So in this scenario, you could say to yourself, anxieties come up, you take a breath and you soften into that feeling and you would say to yourself, it's normal that I would feel anxious in this relationship because I've been hurt in the past. And right away, you just let that be and you just tell yourself, that's okay. Another example um, when it comes to relationships, and this is a personal one that I want to share, is I am getting married. I've talked about it um, already on the podcast a, a couple times to the most amazing guy ever, but I have been having so many emotions come up um, over the course of 
you know, the wedding approaching closer. And specifically once we sent out the invitations, like so freaking anxious. And I was married in the past as well. And in a relationship that was very unhealthy. And I also have had um, men break my trust in the past as well on multiple occasions. So I have some man issues, we could say, and trust issues. And so this idea of getting married and making this commitment has brought up a lot of stuff for me. And I'm working through all of it. Don't worry. But when I started having all these anxieties, of course, I started to make it mean a bunch of things. And my brain is always trying to make it mean. Is this a good idea? Maybe it's not the right time. Like, do I trust myself enough to be able to be the version of myself that the relationship needs to be at that level? Um, you know, is he the right guy? Is like just all of these sort of stories. Is he going to, maybe he's going to hurt me. Maybe it's my intuition nudging me that this isn't right. Like the anxieties just take on this like mind of their own. And I'm just like spinning. I suddenly realized that I had been hurt in the past by you know, some men in my life. And it's a totally normal way to feel when I'm making a decision and a commitment of this size, right? Like that's a huge change. So I started actually looking at podcasts about cold feet because that's kind of the, the only kind of term that came to mind for how I was feeling. Turns out it is a totally normal experience to have cold feet, like way more normal than not normal. I listened to five or six podcasts about it, and it does not mean anything's gone wrong. It doesn't mean that this isn't a great relationship. It doesn't mean that there isn't anybody more compatible for me or anyone that, you know, is is going to be able to provide such a safe and, like, stable relationship for me and that we're not totally great together. It just means that it's normal to have cold feet when you are you know, about to get married. And really, I got so much peace of mind from that, like three or four hours of listening to podcasts where people had similar experiences that I just thought, yeah, the power of normalizing is amazing. Because what happens too when we don't normalize is we isolate ourselves in that experience and we feel alone and we feel like something is wrong with me that I'm feeling this way. And it often comes with a lot of shame and maybe embarrassment and criticism. So when we normalize something, it just, I like to think it gets you out of your head and back to your center. It just helps to like cut the pressure that you're putting on yourself as to why you're feeling this way or why you're showing up this way and like cut yourself a break. Normalizing goes hand in hand with self-compassion. It just helps you to be able to see who you are, how you are, how you show up in the world from a place of objectivity. Instead of making all of our experiences like so personal and meaning so much about who you are, basically, like very ego driven, I guess, kind of in a way, it just helps us to be able to like observe ourselves and our behavior and normalize and rationalize it and then decide what do I want to do from there? Because when you're in it, like when you're in the emotion of it and kind of consumed by the stories, it's very difficult 
to decide what actions to take from there because you're just kind of drowning in the discomfort of the of the feelings. So yeah, I just love normalizing as a self-coaching tool. I keep it in my back pocket. And really, if you practice over the next couple of days, normalizing every time, let's say a challenging or difficult emotion comes up, rather than judging it or resisting it, pushing it away, normalizing is a really great way of allowing it to be there of like holding a space basically for that emotion or that behavior or that feeling to be there. And as I've said, allowing emotions to be there is like one of the first ways to be able to build like strong emotional health and to increase your emotional intelligence, particularly right, is we have to be able to be aware of the emotions and like look at them. And normalizing is definitely a way to um, help yourself do that. Okay. Uh, Another couple that I'll leave you with is, you know, if you're trying something new, you're working on a goal, then it's normal to feel frustrated. And when that goal is taking a long time, doesn't mean that you're incapable or that you are not good at it or stupid, or anything like that, which is maybe what you would make being frustrated by it mean, just means that it's normal that it's going to take some time. And the last one I'll leave you with is that it's normal to not feel good enough because you're a human being. And human brains have a program of shame. It's part of our programming to help us secure belonging and connection, ironically. So when shame comes up and thoughts about not being good enough and being a bad person and not deserving and et cetera, et cetera, we all know what those stories sound like. You can just say to yourself, oh, that's normal because I am a human being with a human brain. Really, normalizing is something that just helps to keep you moving forward in the face of discomfort. Okay, so try normalizing and see how that goes. And I would love to know. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.